How hot is the burner under Bill Guerin's seat for the Minnesota Wild right now? What do the Wild need to truly become a contender in the West? And when can we expect that they will take those legitimate steps to do so? Mailbag time. We answer some of your submitted Twitter questions on today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, this is Brandon Duham, and this is Locked On Wild. What's happening, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, as always, for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss out on any new episodes throughout the week. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. And use code LOCKED ON to get $20 off your order. That's J A S E medical.com. My name is Seth Topal, credentialed member of the uh, Minnesota Wild Media Group and host of Locked On Wild, joined today by Zach Zeman as we will be diving into some of your submitted questions. And I will say it was a spontaneous mailbag. And so, uh, YouTube watchers, if you have any questions you'd like us to answer for a future episode, drop them in the comments. We will, of course, get to them. Just came up with this throughout the afternoon. Zach wanted to uh, hop back on. And so we were looking at some things to discuss and figured we would go to the people. And so, Zach, glad to have you back on. Glad you're safe from the uh, disaster class against the Dallas Stars. And uh, boy, oh boy, it... Uh, it's messy in Minnesota right now. Yeah, it's it's very messy. Um, another day, another loss. In Dallas, seven goals. You know, it's just it just felt like it was going to happen. You know, you try to go into those games with optimism, but it's starting to catch up with you a little bit where it's like, well, I don't know if we're going to win anymore. You know, it's like it's the Wild are doing that now. And, and you know, it's, it's kind of a nice episode because we get to dive into like the midseason questions. And these are some of the questions that usually get answered in like the postseason pressers, the big, you know, general manager meeting or whatever. Um, and it's, you know, locked on gets the opportunity to answer them. Um, the people's podcast. Here we are. Let's get this thing going. You know, it's, it's obviously not fun to watch this wild team right now. And and we're going to do our best to try to answer some of these burning questions. Let's do it. Yeah, we are. We are here for uh, we're here for the people as the people's podcast. And so we'll try to answer as best we can. And as you mentioned, this is usually off season stuff, but I think we're getting to the point with this wild season where we're starting to get things to just the point of no return. Like every game that goes by that you lose to these teams that you're trailing in the standings, 
you don't get those games back. You don't get opportunities to get cracks at these teams when you're fully healthy because the games have already happened. And that's just the brutal reality of it is that every day that goes by is another day that you don't have to try to climb back into the postseason picture. And so we are continuing to straddle the fence, although I think it's finally time to just move into like let's move on to next year territory. So <laughs> we'll talk more about that throughout the episode. But Zach, we're going to start with uh, a pretty good one here to uh, to get us going. It's it's meaty, it's spicy, and um, it's just the perfect way to uh, to start with where we're at. And uh, kudos to North Stars forever at North Star Trade 2 on X. And again, for the YouTube watchers, if you'd like to submit some questions to be answered, drop them in the comments. We got you. But uh, North Stars forever. How hot is Garen Seats with the terrible play, terrible contracts, and ongoing mess he's hiding from in the office? Zach, this is an interesting one because you've already fired a coach. And so... It was widely reported by a lot of different people at the time that that happened. Michael Russo, I think the quote was literally, it's all on Bill Guerin now. Because the expectation for this team is playoffs every year. And so you can't, you can't classify this as a successful season if you miss the postseason. This moves into the failure category. And so... I'll let you go first, but where are you at from a temperature perspective for Bill Guerin right now? I want to say I don't think it's as hot as people want it to be. I'm just I'm just gonna go off of well the the message all season in in the beginning of the year is we're gonna make the playoffs. We're a playoff bound team. Uh, no ifs ands or buts. Um, you know, Carell gets the A. That whole deal that that kicks off the season. And then, but before that, it was, I'm signing older players to long, like longish deals, long enough deals with no move clauses, which basically locks them in. And then it's, we have front office issues in the early go of the season. And now all of the players are injured. We are out of the playoff picture. We're losing to division rivals. But why do I think, and, and not to mention firing, you know, Dean Evison, but why do I think it's not as hot? It's because I don't think the team can afford it. I don't think you can fire a head coach midway through the season, not even midway, go through the year, fire the GM, and, and expect completely different results. I don't even think, I just don't think this is the year that it happens because, I, I, well, you just got him. I think, I think Bill Guerin attracts players, you know, flurry maroon. I think he gets these weird Pittsburghish connections that, that makes this team what it is. Um, and I think he has a spark in that way. Um, you know, but obviously those contracts are not aging well. Well, yeah. nothing is aging. Well, this team is, is all injured, but like, I don't have an answer to go, yeah, fire him, fire him. The team needs to move on. I don't think that's I don't think that's what's going to happen because the team 
is already dealing with so much. And I don't think you can push that button. Well, you wouldn't push it right now at the end of the year, just because of the standing you're in. Um, I think you still have to give it a fair amount of time, a yeah. fair amount of time where my team is healthy. My coach is coaching my healthy players, my new coach, um, and my contracts have the ability to work their way and, and to envision the way he pictured it. So right now, I'm not leaning to it super being really being that hot. I I will agree here because, you know, we we are all frustrated with what we see on the ice, but you do have to acknowledge that it is a pretty rash amount of injuries that have I mean, it's it's 50 ish million dollars that you are basically just icing. And if we're seeing anything from this range of injuries that have ravaged this roster, it's that you don't have a ton of players that are going to be major impact guys in Iowa right now. Now you've seen we've seen the likes of say Vinny Letary come up and play well in spurts, but some of these big prospects I think are further out than we had initially anticipated, and we'll talk more about that as the show rolls on. But I think from a Craig Leopold perspective, it's pretty easy to see that injuries have sucked the life out of this team. And not only that, but you also went into this buyout situation knowing that these next couple of years were going to be tough. We're going to be lean. That hasn't changed. Now, here's what I will say. It's pretty easy to write this off this season, but if we see something similar that happens next year, I think then that's where all bets are off. I think if you see this team struggle, if you see this mix of players struggle like they did to start the season, I think at that point, Craig Leopold is going to run out of patience because if your expectation every season is to make the playoffs, you have to answer not getting there with moves that will get you there the next year. So Garen firing Dean Evason to try to get things back on track. And it did. You have your two of your best defensemen, your starting goalie, Kirill Kaprizov, several other players that have been in and out of the lineup. And you're fielding largely an AHL roster. Now, the fact that a lot of the players that have been playing have not been playing up to par is another story entirely. But I feel like the time to do it is going to be if this all repeats next season, which that's not the answer anybody wants to hear because this sports are very much a what have you done for me lately. But if I'm trying to read into Craig Leopold's mind, if I'm trying to gaze into the crystal ball and figure out what is going on in that uh, in that brain of his. That's probably how I would do it is you write this season off. You say, don't do it again. Or if you do, then somebody else is going to figure out how to spend the money once the uh, Parisian suitor cap hits are minimal again. 
that's that's kind of where i'm at with it yeah i didn't even mention the buyouts it's like garen's been dealing with this basically his whole tenure here it's like it's it's not fun like nothing is fun right now (laughs) now that doesn't excuse like you said the contracts because i think even if we want to dive into hartman zuccarello and felino and to the questions as to those i think that freddie contract is a far bigger issue because i mean he's a third line center you gave him a five-year deal with essentially a full no trade clause the aav is not bad but the term and the trade protection is it's not great it's no yeah so yeah that's one that you can be upset about no yeah and i think that um it's like everyone's injured this this team is is not with their usual line mates you know freddie goudreau was had those moments last year i don't know if the the five years is is worth it but i mean i i'd still like him in a wild jersey um but now it's like you're you're pairing him with Iowa guys who clearly aren't ready, and we'll get into that later. Yeah, and 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 it just nothing looks right. None of these contracts look like the way they should have, and and I just think it's this whole injury is this whole injury deal, injury bug is like really affecting this team, and I think that fans are like opening their eyes to these big what if questions and. You know, we just got to take it piece by piece. And it's just, that's just what it is. Yeah. Because like, think about this. If you would have waited to, if you would have waited to sign all of the players that you signed to deals, guess what? They have all been hurt this year. And so you probably would have been able to get them for a little bit less than you would have had you just decided to sign them before the season started. But yeah, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. I mean, who, who even knows? But it, you got you got to like. I can see the vision of like, okay, let's get these people locked in because the Wild were in a weird spot where they literally couldn't afford anything mm-hmm. besides the players who were on their team. You're not going to yeah. bring in like four new guys to fill your roster and expect this team to to boost up in chemistry. It's just not how it works. So I get I get why you re-sign them like that. But yeah, it's like if you didn't. Now they're all injured. Save a couple bucks, save a couple years, but you know it's not. Hindsight's twenty twenty. It's. I yeah. feel like that might be like the biggest phrase of it all. <laughs> Hindsight is very twenty twenty here, and yeah, that that's the thing too. Is is if the if the edict is to make the playoffs, you're gonna go with veterans to do that, as opposed to risking it with rookies who could make a huge impression and could also not. Yeah. So it's, you know, I, I think, I think it's, I think the burner has been turned on to say the least for Garen, just to kind of wrap this up. I think the burner has been turned on, but here's the key there is, you know, what happens if you turn a burner on and you forget about it (laughs) can get hot pretty quickly. So sports is very much a, what have you done for me lately? And so while we say it's it's probably not as hot as as is anticipated right now, that could flare up very quickly come next year. It's like it's like when you turn on turn it on, it goes 
it's like right before you make that original turn to get the flame going. I think that's yep. right where it's at. <laughs> yeah, that's I, I like that. Now, <laughs> not only that, but this team has some pretty glaring needs uh, to improve the roster to get to actual contention. And so let's kind of break this into two parts. We'll start with when do we actually think this team's going to be able to contend for Stanley Cup? We'll talk about that as we continue your mailbag questions on today's episode of Locked on Wilds after this. Today's episode of Locked on Wild is brought to you by Jace Medical. Folks, I know we come to sports as an escape from some of the crazy realities in real life. But can we just talk for a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade or whatever I've had for two weeks. That is something that is actually happening and is actually pretty scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if a family member gets sick while a supply chain issue kept them from life-saving medication that they needed. Thankfully, we will be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial infections, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. These are conditions that can pop up at any time without warning. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It has never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. Again, jacemedical.com. Use offer code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. Welcome back to today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, we thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. For the everydayers, of course, we'll have you covered for tonight's game against the Philadelphia Flyers. We'll talk a little pregame there. And uh, with the fact that I'm probably going to be snowed in uh, tonight because more weather's on the way, you're going to get at least two episodes here uh, on this lovely Thursday. Because, as I promised, the Where Has It Gone Wrong episode, now that I've had a chance to kind of sit on that one and think about it a little bit, as opposed to just shooting from the hip after uh, the epic Lockdown Wild postcast that we had after that Dallas game, we got some thoughts on that, too. So that'll be another episode that you get. We'll do a little preview of what the Philadelphia Flyers have done other than trading Cutter Gautier uh, <laughs> over the uh, the last few days. So that's all coming up here today. Locked on Wild, the people's podcast, keeping you up to date on everything Minnesota Wild. Zach, another question that was submitted. Uh, this was, I think, also by... Um, North Stars forever. And uh, I will say we didn't get to all of them because I'm going to actually do full episode, <clears throat> full episodes on some of these if I don't choke to death first. <laughs> um, we'll talk about John Merrill and Alex Goligoski in a separate episode. We'll talk about the 10 team and 12 team no move contracts in a separate episode. So some of that stuff we will get to in uh, in more full because there's plenty to dive into to be able to do that in a full episode. But the one that I wanted to get to here next is uh, another question from Burnt Toast. 
What season do you see the Wild having the best chance at making a serious run? And the follow-up question that we'll answer to finish the episode is, what pieces do you think need to be added? So, Zach, let's let's tackle the year that contention could be expected first. Because from a money standpoint, it's pretty easy. Uh, Zach Parisi and Ryan Suter's cap hits drop to a collective 1.6666666667 million. So slightly less than you're playing. You're paying Freddie Goudreau in AAV. That's all you're going to be paying those two guys for the next couple of seasons after these upcoming two. And so from a money standpoint, I would say the earliest that serious contention can be considered is 2025-2026. And let's just throw this out there too. It may take a year to get some pieces in here, to get some players off the roster, new faces in. And so what I am going to say is, oh boy. Yeah. I've already worked myself into a uh, conundrum here. This is a tricky question. Because the other part of this, Kirill Kaprizov is an unrestricted free agent after the 2025-2026 season. So let's yeah. just let's just address that right off the bat. If he re-ups your window of contention starts, I think, in 2026, 2027. Like, legitimate, yeah. legitimate run so, for playoff contention for Stanley Cup. I think 2026, yeah. 2027 is the, the one that I am penciling in right now. Yeah, past the first round for once. Um, anyway, here here's what it is, right? So you get the buyouts done. I feel like every Wild fan has said, okay, Four more years, three more years, two more years, one more. This is what it's, it's going to be over soon. Okay. So then Kirill's contract is done right about the time those are. Where do you think that money is going to go? If it doesn't go to Kaprizov, this team has completely fumbled the bag. I don't yeah. think you let a player like Kaprizov go. I, I just, it's not logical. I think you give him the money and then hopefully the tenure or the, the length of the contract is not. Uh, you, you remember like that original contract extension? It felt like the wild would never get it done. Uh, hopefully that doesn't happen again because the wild actually have money and now it's, it's going to be solved. So you get him re-signed. All right. That's going to happen. Let's just, let's just say it's going to happen and, and nobody freaks out. So then you have a little bit more and now you got to make more moves. I'm going to say like, Oh dude, it's so, it's such a hard question. Um, I'm going to say like a solid two and a half, three years. Cause I think, yeah, it's, you just said it. Like you just took the words out of my mouth. It's going to take time to get new players, to get everything restructured. And, and then going back to the last question we just have, do you give Bill Guerin the opportunity to wait it out until that happens? What is that? Is that like the, the saying Right now is is you're on this team until you can prove to us how you can make this money work and, and do that. Um, because I feel like he's been dealing with the, the whole contract buyouts forever. So 
it's just it just goes back and forth. I feel like every question, shout out to the fans, everything on Twitter we saw today, all correlate with one another, yeah. and and it, it, in some in some sort of way. Um, but man, Wild fans have been anxious. It's it's a painful trip um, yeah. to wait three more years uh, after these, even after these buyouts happen. It's like you don't even know where the money is going to go or if Kirill's going to stay. It's, these are all what ifs. But oh man. I'm gonna say I like your I like your original answer of 2027, 2026, 2027, or maybe 2027, 2028, which is really tough to say. Because here, so here's the other thing about this too <laughs> is there is just an absurd amount of potential roster turnover that could happen by that point. Um, your entire decor, other than Brock Faber, who you are going to have to pay at some mm-hmm. point soon, and they will. Mm-hmm. Um, Spurgeon will have one year left on his deal at that point, and Jonas Brodeen will have two years left on his deal. Are either of those two yeah. still here by that point? Like it is, and this is, I think, what a lot of people. I this is what I think a lot of people want is that this could be a fundamentally different looking team by the time the true contention window is here because guess what i'll say this right here i'll say this right now if Kirill kaprizov does not re-up you you go to the foundation like oh, yeah you have you have faber here you will have like rossi here jewel erickson Eck, matt boldy Beyond that, you're probably at the point where you need to start over because if if it doesn't happen before then, if Bill Guerin ends up being the one that is that is left without a chair in musical chairs because Kirill Kaprizov decides that he wants to leave, he will not get the opportunity yeah. to try to push this team out of uh, financial hardship. Like you don't, you don't get to stick around after a player like that decides that they no longer want to be part of your franchise, which is why I think the wild to do everything in their mind or their ability possible to get mm-hmm. Kirill back. And I, that's why I think all these Kirill questions are just, I don't know. I don't think you can move on from Kirill at all. I think yeah. he's here. Um, you know, it's a fifth round pick. You got to just ride with it. And my gosh, it's an Easter egg. So, I mean, Obviously, going to be one of the Wild's best players of all time if he sticks through here. You have to keep that. It would be like Miko Koivu type type years um, that Kirill could p- potentially serve. Maybe put 97 in the rafters and, my goodness, uh, utopia finally in, in uh, the Minnesota Wild world. So I think it's – you and I both agree. I'm not going to beat, beat it up more, but I think Kirill stays – um, I'm just curious though, is do the wild fans think Billy G deserves to stay here until that happens or do they move on, which I don't think will happen. Um, I'd like to see what people think about that because right now after that Dallas loss, everyone's going everywhere. It's like mayhem yeah. in Minnesota. So I totally understand what everyone thinks about it. But if you really just take a big deep breath and wait a day or two with no hockey, I think you really start to be like, okay, well, I can start to see why Billy G wants to be here for 
the Kirill resigning and when that when that cap hit finally goes away. Yeah, it's again, it comes back to this theme of it's this is sports is a business of what have you done for me lately? And so if things if things cool down, if things go into the offseason with relative lack of chaos after a season in which you weren't able to hit your postseason goal. If you can get through next year without even a yeah. fraction of the chaos that has happened this year, then I think the temperature gets dialed way back down. But if you just continue to hit every bump as you drive past it, at some point you blow an axle and you run out of chances. And so I, I really like we, we are on the cusp here in these next couple of seasons in which there are some massive changes that could be afoot with this team. And so I'll say 2026, 2027 as like the start of the legitimate contention, but yeah. Another thing that like bugs me and, and that is just so evident is that the wild are not in that bottom tier of teams that are clearly rebuilding the wild are in the middle, like the exact middle of a stable team versus mm-hmm. uh, what are we doing team and what's going to happen next. And that's what I think is really frustrating from fans is that there is no message of what's next. And, and, yeah. and if you're a Blackhawks fan, if you're a Sharks fan, you know what's going on. If you're an Avalanche fan, you know what's going on. Stars, you know what's going on. But the Wild, it's like, what what what's going on? What what are we? Like, what are right we now, building the, the, towards? The, yes, the contracts are weird. The, the cap is gone. We're kind of on playoff picture, but we're most likely not going to make it this year. So what's next? This is the biggest year. If you miss the playoffs, which you probably will, because my goodness, that's it's based. The schedule is almost halfway done. I mean, yeah, I, I don't see it. I don't see anything. So then, what happens? We miss the playoffs. Nobody, nobody's now. Now everybody's healthy. Now what do we do? You enter into that phrase that we're hearing with the Minnesota Vikings and that this is a pivotal offseason for this franchise. Because guess what? St. Louis won. Calgary won. Arizona lost. But every team that you're chasing continues to win games. And so uh, you segued perfectly into what we'll wrap the show with today because – one of the other good, the follow-up question to the when is our, when are we actually contending? What does this team need? And we'll talk about that to finish because I think you laid it out perfectly. Uh, we'll talk about what the Minnesota Wild need to get themselves into an actual contention window as we finish today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Today's episode of Locked on Wild is brought to you by Sleeper. We are games away from the halfway point of the NHL season. The Minnesota Wild in the muddy middle as they continue to uh, try for the postseason. But it's, it's looking more and more every day like it's not going to happen. But even with that being a factor that we are starting to come to terms with, I want to remind you that you could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper. 
the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey. Because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whoever is playing against the Minnesota Wild, whether it be Tyler Sagan, Jason Robertson, Joe Pavelski, Jamie Benn. You have to pick whether those players will record more or less than their Sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given game. Wilder playing the Flyers tonight might be wise to take Jamie Drysdale up on everything. Take the over on every category that he has, uh, and you could potentially win big on Sleeper. Use promo code LOCKDOWNNHL, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKDOWNNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Final segment of today's episode of Locked and Wilds. Once again, we thank the entire listening audience, whether you listen via audio on Apple or Spotify or listen via YouTube so that you can hop into the YouTube comments. We thank you for making Locked on Wild part of your daily routine. We are the People's Podcast. Seth Topol and Zach Zeman finishing things out here today and Zach, honestly, you laid it out perfectly because the follow-up to that uh, question that we just finished with uh, from Burnt Toast, what pieces do you think need to be added for the Minnesota Wild? Honestly, I want to start this because I think you hit on the key elements. This team, like this, this franchise needs to provide some direction as to what this team is truly going towards because... We're told on the surface, it's all about winning. That that soundbite from Bill Guerin that'll live on forever because not only did he say F that, it's about winning. Jared Spurgeon said it's about working hard and having fun. Both of those soundbites may as well just be carved into the side of the XL Energy Center because they will live on forever. But it's frustrating because we heard all year that postseason was the goal to get to the playoffs was the goal for this team. And then when it doesn't happen, the immediate thing that is pointed to is the fact that this team is dealing with massive cap restrictions. Do you remember the New York Rangers a few years ago? They sent a letter out to their fans and they said, we're not going to be good. And in order for us to move forward, it's something that we just need to accept and we need to really do this the right way. Guess what? The New York Rangers are one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference this year. And the Minnesota Wild are the, I think, fifth worst team in the NHL, but continue to say playoffs, 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 playoffs. We got to get out of the muddy middle. We got to get out of the mud and either continue to push or to take the foot off the gas and to start stockpiling talent. Because you talk about roster needs. Yeah. Young talent yeah. is a huge need for this team. You know, and I was going to say from a right now perspective compared to a, the long run of what the wild need right now, they need more than one point getter. 
I feel like it's always boldy, boldy, boldy every single night as your consistent goal scorer, point getter, everything in between. I, I can't believe that nobody has been able to make a name for themselves in this most pivotal uh, uh, point of the season for anyone on the Wild ro- Iowa Wild roster who has the ability to come over to Minnesota and make a name for themselves. Nobody's been able to consistently get points like Matt Boldy. Kirill is out, the best guy. Everyone revolves around him, but no one else is stepping up. And that's that's what we said in January schedule prediction is who's going to step up in this month, and no one has. So right now, they need a second point getter, consistent point getter, and I can't even believe that nobody has been able to take advantage of it. It's yeah. it's kind of shocking. You just it it's just so much invisible play, and. I, I said this in the postcast on Wednesday night. I said, I don't care if you're the San Jose Sharks or you're the Vegas Golden Knights or the Boston Bruins or the Winnipeg Jets, now the best team in the NHL. Your top line, whoever that may be, they have to lead. Mm-hmm. And if you are sitting around, looking around as to who's going to be the one to to step up and do it. Nobody's going to, you just have to do it. It's not, it's not something that you can just start like a car engine. You just have to have it. And so like injuries aside, like you need to, you need to be able to add an impact prospect that you would get by drafting in the top 10. Because that's somebody that can help you sooner than later. You know what I found really cool is is last night on national television, you know, we got to see the emotion of Brock Faber and, and how, like, snapping your stick on the bench shows his feelings. Obviously, I'm not going to stretch this out into something crazy, but I'm just saying, clearly, this team knows they can win games. Like, there's 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 a team here. Like mm-hmm. this isn't some random group of guys. Like they're they're all friends. They're all great teammates, and it just is unfortunate because we all know, especially this year, that Brock Faber is a stud, and he's consistently getting the most ice time out of the entire team by a long shot as a rookie. And and no one, and I'm not saying this is why I snapped it. I don't know why I snapped a stick, but no one is helping him. It just it felt like he was on an island by himself because he's out yeah. there every penalty killer, power player, wherever the team needs him because they have no other option, but he's good at what he does, and then no one can help him. It's just I can see the frustration with this team, but, man, it's just it's just tough to see that, uh, you know, no one's stepping up. And I'm going to keep keep going back to it, but I just it's it's just unfortunate. I think a lot of Wild fans can agree with that. It's like you're, you're going to the X – spending probably 150 plus on a ticket and watching miserable hockey. And then, and then you're not going to say anything. I bet you tonight through the snow, the, this, this arena is going to be sold out. I bet I, I I'm like, I'm willing to bet money still, regardless of what the situation is. And there probably won't even be booze because you can't boo this team because no one's playing. So, so what does that have to say? Like, I, I just feel like there's no message to the fans or to the even players who have the ability to make a name for themselves and nothing's really happening. So it's just, it's just a tough, tough gray area for this team. 
and it's it's frustrating to watch from a fan's perspective it, it really is and you made a lot you made a ton of great points there that you know the wild are averaging currently over capacity because of how well attended these yeah. games continue to be and you're just giving them like you're throwing a you're throwing a dead fish onto the ice basically is is what you're giving them with uh, with a lot of these games and it, the messaging is inconsistent and i i know if you outright say that you're not going to be able to compete that you run the risk of people not attending but again i will respectfully push back on that because the fact that this team's averaging a sellout every game, if mm-hmm. people don't, if if one person does decides not to go, somebody else is going to buy a ticket. It's going to be somebody from the other fan base or somebody who has not been to a game recently. People will go, but like help them out and give them a little something to cheer yeah. for on the ice. That's all. We're asking. And again, greater good for Lockdown Wild. Huge, huge piece forward for 2024. But the greater good can gratefully be helped with some competitive hockey, at least. Like far, complete opposite of what they got against the Dallas Stars on Wednesday night. Yeah, like, let's man. let's never speak of that atrocity ever it can again. Only, it can only get up from here. Hopefully. But like... Just just looking at the things like let's here's here's just the list of things that this wild team needs to enter true contention. Direction, solid direction forward, young influx of talents desperately needs blue line help on the back ends that third pairing is not viable not e- not even remotely viable so blue line help and like you said more than one guy that can carry the load like it, it yeah. that's a short list of things and you know th- th- a lot of the all of these topics are fantastic enough to be their own show yeah but i think at this point what this fan base really wants is just kind of an idea from somebody as to like what has to happen the rest of this year and beyond because we're we're at a tipping point here we're at a tipping point with this franchise this season you've already kind of teetered over the side with firing Dean Evison and everything else that's happened this year um and so this plan this vision as to what is going to happen with this team after these buyouts are done like we looked at it it could be fundamentally different Mm -hmm. if things between now and then don't get corrected back on course so yeah it's tough it's it's a lot in one episode for sure my brain is fried (laughs) but i feel like every fan's brain is fried and I don't even blame them. It's it's tough, but hey, man, state of hockey, everyone's gonna stay around for it. So we're all yeah. in this together. I uh, I said you can never question the effort level, the battle level of Locked On Wild because we mm-hmm. just keep showing up, no matter <laughs> if they win, no matter if they lose, no matter if they don't show up. We uh, the people's we pod. 
the people's podcast <laughs> coming on strong here in 2024. Uh, Zach, thanks for joining. Absolutely. Um, we will see you on Saturday. Stay for, tuned fans. Stay yeah, tuned. We got some, uh, we got some fun that will be happening for you on Saturday for the game against the Arizona coyotes. So Welcome stay back, tuned there. Yeah, that's, that's going to be something. So be something. we'll talk about that a little bit here as the, uh, as the game gets closer, but for now, Thank you for tuning in as always lockdown wild listeners. And uh, we will catch you for a new episode coming later today where we chronicle what all has gone wrong since Zach Parisi and Ryan Suter were bought out. Uh, buckle up because <laughs> I got some thoughts for that. So Zach, thanks for the time listeners. Make sure to subscribe. If you haven't already hit the like button on this video and uh, we've got new content for you every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.